American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is perfect purpose, and this is American football in Finland. First time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy brutally honest football analysis and opinions because I'm all out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF faithful, you know what it is, T-I-F. Today on the show joining me is none other than the great social media guru all over the world, Mr. I can do anything, I can play sports, I can talk about sports, I can have 85 kids, I can travel to different <laughs> countries, and I put a satellite on the moon, Mr. Jabari Harris. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, it's good to be back, and all of those things are true. Today we're going to do a full recap and analysis on the Quopio Steelers at the halfway point of the Maple League season. So let's get right into it, Jabari's done all the research. Jabari, tell us about the three-on-one Quopio Steelers. Well, the Quopio Steelers, uh, they're one of my favorite teams this year. Uh, coming into the season, I had them pick second. So far at the midsummer break, they are second. And let's talk about why. So right now, we're going to do the numbers. Team stats and scoring, the Quopio Steelers offense is second in the league with 143 points, averaging 35.8 a game. Defensively, I think that they can pick it up. Right now, they've given up 134 points and given up 33.5 a game. So they have a slight ill balance in scoring, but it's been enough to get them by. As far as total yards, their offense is uh, averaging 355.8 yards a game, while the defense is giving up 452.2. So in both categories, scoring and totals, offense ranks second, defense ranks fifth, which is amongst the bottom of the league. On third down conversions, um, I think they're both struggling, offense and defense. Right now, the offense is only converting 28%, and the defense is getting converted on 40% of the time. So that's something that the Corpio Steelers as a team has to get better at. But first year in the league, 3-1, and one, you've been getting by. I think that the coaches know that they have to fix that. Uh, fourth down conversions, um, they don't go for it on fourth too much, but when they do, Offense is only 27%, and defense is only giving it up 38% of the time, so they're much better. As far as turnover margins, they're second in the league in uh, plus three, five interceptions, two fumbles, so not bad there. And also, in the red zone, they're kind of in the middle of the league. Uh, offense, I think they're 12 for 16 in the red zone, 75% of the time they score. Uh, defensive, they're 13 for 12, 65% of the time they get scored on. So with the league this year, everybody's raiding it out through the air. There's a lot of risks and gambles being taken. So those numbers aren't too bad to average within the league. Uh, let's talk about some key player stats. So number one, we're going to talk about the man himself, Seth Peters. Uh, this year, I think he got a great experience of the difference between the Maple League and the first division. 
Uh, right now, he's at 54.7% completion rate, which is not bad. He's amongst the top of the other quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he has 979 passing yards, averaging 244.8 a game with a great TD to interception ratio, 15 passing TDs, only two interceptions, 163.88 efficiency. Self, you are doing a great job managing the game. Also, what a lot of people don't know is Self is a great punter. He has a 41.8 punt average, and he's one of the top punters in the league, <laughs> number one in the league in average. Uh, he's number two in pass efficiency, number two in completion rating, number two in passing TDs, number three in passing yards, and overall number three in total offense. So I think that Self has done a great job coming up with the Corpio Steelers and saying, hey, I'm small. A lot of people doubt my abilities, but I'm one of the best quarterbacks in this league, and this is the reason why we're number two in the league. Let's talk about the running backs. The next guy we're going to talk about is, if I pronounce it right, Aku Yutula, uh, running back. Uh, right now, he's uh, number four. What people don't know is number four in the league in rushing yards with 70 attempts, 273 yards, and two touchdowns, which is very crazy because he's only averaging 3.9 an average per game but nobody's running in the Maple League. Next, along with that category, we have import Justin Bell, who I think is one of the guys that many probably didn't know about his offensive abilities, but they're finding out very soon. So Corpio has been using Justin as a running back and a defensive guy. He's had 25 carries for 255 yards and a nine-yard per carry average with three TDs to go along with it. So he has a better average than the starting running back and half of the carries. So that means that he is being efficient with those carries. Uh, his punt return average is 12.3 per carry and kick return is 22.5. Uh, he's averaging 144.5 all-purpose yards per game. And also, he's one of the top in tackles on the team with 18.5 tackles, two pass breakups, one block, and one interception. So Justin Bell is, again, proving, like Seth, that he's a small guy, underrated, but he's doing all that he can both sides of the ball for his team. Also, let's not, let's not fail to mention that he's number two in punt return average in the league, number five in kick return, and number six in rushing yards, number four of all-purpose yards in the league. Justin Bell, keep doing your thing. The next interesting guy that we're going to have a chance to talk about is the infamous Charles Ward. Now, a lot of people off the field and on the field, they may have issues with this guy because he plays the game with a lot of passion, a lot of knack, a lot of mouth. But let's talk about the numbers. You can't talk about Charles Ward without talking about production. So he is another guy on both sides of the ball helping the Steelers out. And surprisingly, He's one of the top receivers in the league this year. So let's talk about the numbers. Right now, he has 18 receptions, 357 yards, which is a 19.8 per catch carry, nine receiving TDs, and he's averaging 89.2 yards per game. He has a kick return average of 21 yards per carry, per return. He has 144.2 all-purpose yards per game. He leads the team in all receiving categories. Leagues the league in points per game at 13.5. He's number two in TDs in the league, number three in receiving yards, number three in average per catch, number three in yards per game, 
number five in all-purpose in the league, and number five in punt return average in the league. I just want to throw in there that the Steelers have only played four games, so a lot of his stats, he's like two and three because he's played one less game than some other receivers. So when you talk about a guy coming in, getting it done, both sides of the ball, this is what you want, and listen to me carefully, this is what you want when you bring in imports. When you tell a guy, hey, we need you to get it done, Offense, defense, no excuses. This is what you would like to have. You would like to look at the stat sheet and see a W in the win column, but you would also like to see your imports giving it all that they have and putting up numbers like these. So, Charles, regardless of what they say about you, as a player, you are all right with me. Let's get into it with the next receiver that's uh, getting the job done for the Corpio Steelers in absence of Tino. Uh, Let's talk about Jonas Jonas Yahunainen, if I pronounced it right. It's pretty – getting my finish better. Try try Johannes Yahunainen. Johannes Yahunainen. <laughs> there you go. All right. And uh, he's uh, the second leading receiver on the team. He has 17 receptions, 245 receiving yards, five TDs, and averaging 81.7 yards a carry. So him and Charles have been the main two targets for self this year. He's number three in receptions per game in the league and number five in total points in 36. So I think that Self has himself two pretty good receivers that he's been feeding the ball to and featuring the ball to other guys. On the defensive side, we're going to talk about Mr. Donovan Hayden, the linebacker for the Corpio Steelers. Right now he has 31 tackles, 5.5 tackles for the loss, one sack, two, two pass breakups, and two forced fumbles. He leads the league. And he leads the team in tackles for a loss. He leads the league in tackles for a loss. He's number two in tackles per game in the league, number two in forced fumbles, number three in total tackles in the league. So I think that he's living up to the hype of what has been expected of him. And I think that he was definitely a good pickup for this young Corpio defense that they have this year. The next guy we're going to talk about is linebacker Yuso Laherma. He's, uh, he has now 17 tackles, one sack, two pass breakups, three forced fumbles, and he leads the league in forced fumbles. So Corpio has two guys, same position, on that defense, going head-to-head competition with forced fumbles. I think that's awesome. The next guy, one of my favorite guys on that defense, uh, he was a big name coming into this thing for the Corpio when he resigned, Yanni Lindquist, defensive yeah. lineman. He has 13 tackles, three sacks, one pass breakup, and he's leading the team in sacks and also leads the league in sacks. And that's big because I'm surprised that the famous Oko is not leading the leagues in sacks. But that lets you know how good of a defensive lineman that this guy is. And he's also number four in tackles for the for loss. So Corpio has guys on that defensive side. That box is really getting the job done. With the sacks, there's not a lot of sacks men had this year. A lot of these quarterbacks are very athletic. It's hard for these linemen to get a hand on them. Yeah, they're, and they're getting the balls out quick. I mean, I think that this year in the league, this has probably been, even though it's not a lot of teams, I think it's because it's not a lot of teams, there's a lot of skill talent amongst all teams. Whether they know how to use it or not, it's there. Uh, you look at these teams and you say, dang, they got some big-name players on these rosters that quarterbacks could get the ball to. So I can only imagine trying to be a defensive lineman when – you got not one target, two, but three to go to and get the ball out. And I think that this year we have a lot of dual quarterbacks in the league. So to have three sacks, 
when you have to chase every quarterback per week is pretty challenging. So definitely think that they're having a tougher time getting the quarterbacks than they did last year in the first division. I can tell you that. And next we're going to talk about, we're going to get into the secondary. First guy we're going to talk about is Tony Harkinen. Harkinen. Tony Harkinen. Yeah. Tony Harkinen. DB, he has himself 12.5 tackles, one tackle for a loss, two pass breakup, two interceptions, and he leads the team in interceptions. So they're not getting a lot of turnovers in in terms of interceptions. You can see that their linebackers and those guys are getting the job done, making big hits, but he's still number four in interceptions in the league. So unlike last year, I don't think that a lot of guys are just forcing interceptions all over the field. Uh, He's also number four and passes defended in the league. So he's doing a good job back there in the secondary with Justin Bell making some noise. And lastly, on that defense, I'm going to talk about Santeri Inkanen, uh, defensive back for the Corpio Steelers. He also has 10 tackles, two pass breakups, and one interception. So with their interceptions, it's been from these two guys, and they're getting it done. I mean, like, like I said, even with those type of numbers, I'm still surprised that their defense is giving up 33.5 yards per game and amongst the bottom of the league. That says to me that there must be some super great defenses in the league besides them. So getting into the next stats, just some general stats that we're going to throw out there. So Justin Bell, almost 50 less yards than Anku with almost 50 less carries. So let's throw that out there. Still, one of the best rushers in the league, average-wise and statistically. Justin Bell has one more all-purpose yard than Charles Ward with 578 and 577 to Charles to lead the team in all-purpose yards. The Steelers have scored 34 or more points in all three of their wins and lost one game that they scored less than 30 points in. So, Steelers, if you want to win in the Maple League, continue to score over 30 points, and I think you're going to be fine. Charles Ward has 50% touchdown catch rate, meaning almost every other catch that he catches is a touchdown. As a, Again, that's production. Charles Ward also caught half of his receptions this season in week one where he had nine receptions. So that first game was his best game. But still, overall, he's been a consistent player, and those are just some interesting facts that we wanted to throw out there about the Corpio Steelers. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're in the middle of another awesome episode of AFF. Why am I interrupting you right now? Because I got bills to pay. American Football in Finland is a podcast for the people, by the people. And that means I need the people, aka you, the listeners, to become invested in AFF by becoming a patron. Becoming an AFF patron is pretty simple. Click the Become a Patron button on the Podbean app and decide how much you really love American football in Finland. If you like the show and want exclusive content, become a level one supporter. A level one supporter consists of donating $1 per month to the podcast. That's $12 a year for exclusive AFF content. Level two patrons are true AFF promoters. For donating $3 per month as a level two promoter, you not only get exclusive patron content, but I'll also throw in some free American football in Finland gear so you can show the world your support for AFF. Now, if you really ride with me in the AFF podcast, 
you can donate $5 per month and become a level three loyalist patron member. Level three loyalists get all the privileges of a promoter and a level one patron with the additional opportunity to become a guest speaker on American football in Finland. Loyalists don't just support the show, you are the show. But no matter the patron level you become, supporter, promoter, or loyalist, it'll be greatly appreciated because you, the listeners, will help make AFF the best damn podcast ever. So let's make American football in Finland great. Become a patron today. All right. Appreciate you hitting us with the numbers, uh, Jabari. I mean, they say numbers never lie, and the numbers from the Steelers is they're damn good, huh? Yeah, they are, man. Like, uh, when you look at the record and you look at the numbers, they absolutely add up. Okay, for the next segment of the show, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty about the teams. Obviously, we're not going to hold you guys here forever. We're going to talk a little bit about different things about this team so far this season and going forward. First thing we're going to talk about is the team strength for the Quopio Steelers. And obviously, I'll let my guests go first. Jabari, tell us some of the strengths for the Quopio Steelers. Um, I have a few of them, but one of their strengths, I think, is their offense. Um, their offense has been able to uh, score points and make plays. They're second in the league, and they're also doing that without what we thought coming into the season would be their key receiver, Tino. He's been out with the injury. So I think that, number one, that's what's been getting them wins in the league. Uh, their team chemistry, uh, they've had a lot of tight games this year where only they could pull off because they've been able to rally together on both sides of the ball and make the plays that they need to make when they need to make it. And last but not least, I have to say that their team strength is their import play. Uh, I think it's evident now that Justin and Charles are getting it done, both sides of the ball. Uh, I remember the first game when they tried it to start off when Self was out there alone. They immediately found out that Seth was going to need more help. And Charles and Justin have been, since then, getting it done both sides of the ball and helping Seth have another weapons uh, to uh, get the ball to. And also, Donovan Hayden has also been doing his job by leading the league in tackles for a loss. So those three things, offense, team chemistry, and import play, have been some of their strengths that I've seen at the first beginning of the season. Damn, man, you hit it on the head. I might have to start saying uh, Harris knows. Shit. Because <laughs> I, I literally, those, I didn't write, I only put down two things on team strength for mine because I knew you were going to have some of the same. But I had offensive scoring on there as well. And I agree with you. Like, them scoring points is what they do. That's the Quopio Steelers. An interesting thing about what they're doing this year is that if you actually watch these games, I don't know if anybody does, but you know I watch the games. They're scoring different ways. Obviously, the highlights you're going to see, Seth Peters throwing to Charles Ward. Charles Ward hasn't caught a pass over 45 yards. Or I think 46 yards is the longest pass touchdown he's caught this year. So with that being said, if he only has to go 46 yards for them to score, they have to get there some way. And that's what where the rest of the offense is taking hold. The running back, he's – He's not scoring a lot of touchdowns, but he's getting a lot of the hard yardage. His yardage is only three-point-something yards, close to four. Average, I think it's 3.9. But that's because he's getting three and four a push, three and four a push. So it's second and six, third and four. Defense don't know what play to choose, and then they boom, bombs over Baghdad to uh, Charles Ward, 40, 30-yard touchdowns over and over. 
what they're doing is they're driving the field. They can they can maintain a long drive they need to, but they have big playability and they just use it when you don't expect it. So it's a very balanced offense. And that's what's crazy that they have going that people don't understand is they're not just throwing the ball around to a million receivers. Charles Ward only has 19 receptions. That's like number eight or 10 in the league in receptions because he's not getting a lot of passes. But when he does, like you said, he has a 50% touchdown rate. He's scoring touchdowns when he gets passes. So they're a very efficient offense. The running back, he's a running back. So he has more carries. But when they put in Justin Bell, he's a scorer. He's a big play running back, change of pace. When he goes in there, he's trying to get 15, 20 yards because that's what his purpose is when he's in the game. So their offense is just really dynamic. Um, obviously, the Roosters are probably the only team that can stop it. But other than that, like this is probably one of the best offenses you've ever seen in the Maple League. If you take away the Roosters' previous offenses, obviously, this is one of the best you've seen in a long time because it's it's very balanced. Even though it doesn't look it, they can run and pass the ball very well. Uh, also, just to add on to what you said about the merit, the the import talent, yeah, they have four really good imports. Uh, you can look at every team this year and look at who their American imports are, and at some point you're gonna be like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't notice him in this game, or I didn't see what he did." These four guys stand out in every game they play. Absolutely, no matter what, you will know who their best players are because they always are the best players. Like you said earlier, you got guys like on the Roosters. There's so many good players on the Roosters, but at the same time, you don't always see their best players making the best plays. For the Steelers, that's not the case. Seth Peters will show up. Charles Ward will show up. Justin Bell will show up. Donovan Hayden will show up. And Donovan Hayden, I still do remember the first game. You was getting new to it, so you weren't as show-uppy in that game. But since then, he's been on a fucking tear. I'd like to put that out there. Uh, these guys are just really good imports. They're easily the best import group in the league. And I'm saying that with the Roosters imports being here as well. Sorry, fellas. This import group is the best import group. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And I think that because the style of imports that they have, this is why they can mix that offense up so much. Like I've been seeing a ton of different formations, motions, and I, I have to give kudos to this coaching staff for being able to take these guys and say, hey, we can do this, that, and that with these guys and still allow them to be efficient on both sides of the ball. So let's give credit to the coaches for, you know, having a, a strategic plan to how to use these guys. Hats off to you, Pekka. Hats off to you, man. Hats off to you. Let's talk about something that they don't have a lot of. Let's talk about team weaknesses. What are a couple of things that you think that are the weaker points for the Quopio Steelers? Uh, to start, it's no surprise. I have to say depth. I mean, uh, we can look at that team. We can look at the sideline and we can look at the roster. And we know that the starting 11 on both sides of the ball have been pretty solid. But who are the other guys that are on the bench? I think that for them being a team that's a bit far away, uh, they depend a lot on the guys that they have. So those numbers, those starters are key guys. Uh, for an example, we wouldn't be talking about uh, Charles Ward and Justin Bell if they didn't have a need to use those guys because there probably was not another skilled homeland guy that could get the same production. So depth-wise, I think that that's something that's always been for them. They have good players, but they don't have 40 perfect players to fill in. So staying healthy is a big weakness. I mean, it's a big thing for them. Uh, defense, I think, is 
their weakness when you talk about team because that defense is ranking amongst the bottom of the league with 33.5 yards a game. So when you look at some of these games that they're axing self and Charles to go out and get it done, it's because they're either bailing themselves out of a hole or they're in a shootout. So they're going to need that defense to figure out a way to slow down some of these Maple League teams. And let's give some, let's give some, let's give some slack. It's their first year. So the speed of the game may be a bit different, but at this point, it's half year, it's half of the season. Adjustment needs to be made. Uh, that 33.5 needs to decrease if they want to continue to finish in the bottom, in the top of the league. Uh, last, I think that their 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 weakness is discipline. Let's not uh over admit that this is probably one of the most penalized teams in the league. Uh their oh. offense, their offense uh could have scored more points if it wasn't taken back for penalties. And also now they have their top, their top threat suspended for a game for a disciplinary action, which is Charles Ward. So these are some things that overall Corpio needs to figure out a way to get these guys to be able to play at a high level, but to keep their cool, to be able to make big plays within the rules, and also to keep that defense, uh, to keep that defense more stable to where they can allow their offense to make these big drives to chop up the clock without worrying that the opposing offense is going to come down and make it a game again. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, too. Uh, the penalties, hey, you knew something I didn't know, man. I, I never really looked at their penalties, but a lot of their drives did get, like, scoring-wise, a lot of their drives do get stopped because of penalties. So they definitely got to get that fixed. A couple things I have for their weaknesses, again, like you said, I'm actually agreeing with you with their depth. Um, I titled it more like their local players because you have to, at some point, their imports are awesome, and we've already said that. But if anything happens to those imports, I don't see this team being able to do anything. No offense to anybody that's like, well, I'm national team or I'm this and that. I think y'all have very good players. But if I take those four imports off the field, I don't see anybody that can make a play, that can be a star out there, that can do what those guys do. What they're doing is making up for the fact that you don't have that many star star eligible players. When I go to these other teams, I can name Finnish guys who do great things, who do things that are above and beyond their positional and skill set. I can't name a lot of guys from this team. I mean, I can I'm thinking off the top of my head right now. I mean, Yanni Linquist is a fucking terror on the defensive line. And Tony Hartikainen, he's doing a, a damn good job this year. But other than those two guys on the defensive side, which is not the issue they would have if they didn't have these imports, it's just a very a team of good players but not great. They need to kind of mature into that next level if they want to be able to compete when at some point maybe they don't have this set of imports because they're relying on a specific skill set of imports. Not all imports can play like Charles Ward and um, – Justin, Justin Bell. Bell, absolutely. I mean, and even looking at Donovan Hayden, he's a, a safety size playing middle linebacker. So he has a, a speed that most middle linebackers don't have. And they've actually been able to put him at safety. Like the versatility of these players, you cannot just find that again. Um, the Steelers did a great job getting the right imports for their team. But in the future, obviously, they have that team has to fill those those positions instead of the imports. Other than that, just basic stuff. The defense obviously is a weakness. I, the reason I think that their defense is a weakness is because it's 
not exceptionally well at anything. I don't think the Steelers have a bad defense. I think a lot of the reason they give up a lot of points is because their offense scores quickly. Like, they'll be on the field for a series. Then their offense gets on the field three plays later, scores. Well, they just did an eight-play drive and stopped them, but now they're back on the field, and then they end up giving up yards. That's just complimentary ball. But when you look at their defense, can you name something that they do well? If I don't name Yanni Lindquist putting up pressure by his damn self on the defensive line, it's usually just him from the left side. I think it's left side I see him from. Doing the pressure. Other than that, their defense isn't known for anything. I mean, sometimes you'll see Donovan Hayden going in there and blitzing, but even with their pressure, their pressure usually doesn't get there. Like you said earlier, there's not a lot of sacks being done in this year, this league, and their defense is part of that. They're not creating a lot of pressure that actually gets results, so what happens is they end up giving up empty spaces in the coverage because they're blitzing or they don't blitz and they're giving up a little bit in the run game because the holes aren't getting filled in time. Just a real vanilla defense when I think that I don't know what the identity is. So I don't know what to bank it on. I don't know what they do well. And I think when they play, if they get to the championship game, playing in that with a defense that doesn't have an identity is going to make it a lot easier for the offense to force you to react instead of you forcing the offense into situations. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got for weaknesses, man. Leave it at that. Well said. Next thing we want to talk about, we talked about the strengths. We talked about the weakness of the team. Let's just talk about, well, I feel like we're going to rehash it, but we're going to do it anyways. Let's just talk about the key players on the team and what these key players need to do for this team to continue being successful. All right, well, there's no question, man. The first key player I'm going to talk about is Seth Peters. Uh, right now, Seth is proven to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he's going to have to continue to play at a high level. Uh, we know that regardless of using Justin and Charles – that this offense has to be centralized around a good, smart quarterback. And that's what uh, Seth is. That's, that's what Seth has been. So Seth is going to have to continue to be a leader. He's going to have to continue to be smart with the ball. And he's going to have to continue to be positive and rally this offense. Uh, another key player is Charles. We're going to need Charles to be able to stay, to stay on the field. Um, what I mean by that is, like I said, uh, he's going to have to miss a game because of disciplinary action. In my opinion, I don't really think that it was necessary. I've seen worse. But, man, just just from being here, the only thing I can say is, man, Charles and Perfect to say it all the time, this is Finland. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to play with that American defensive swag that you can use back at home that they'll allow you to do here because the football culture is different. And what you may see is just a player being emotional playing ball. They see as a dirty player. They see as an over-aggressive player. They see as a nasty player. So we're going to need those big-time imports to be able to be on the field. Last but not least, Justin Bell. You're going to have to continue to keep stepping it up on the defense. I think that Coach, Flute, I think that Coach Q called you out on the highlight uh, week one. He said you got body, and I think ever since then you've been stepping it up over there with Donovan. You're going to have to continue to do it with this young defense that you have. Uh, with you guys' type of talent, we know that uh, you guys can definitely uh, go from 335 Giving up 33.5, I know for sure that that could be less, especially when including Charles in the mix to help you out. So I think that this defense just needs to find chemistry. But as far as those key players, those key players are going to have to continue to step up to get Corpio where they need to be. I agree with you totally on the key players part. Um, pretty much everything you said, I agree with. We know that those import players are the key players. Uh, just to touch on what you said about Charles Ward real quick, 
obviously, if you got a rep, that's what the league going to do. Uh, personally, in my opinion, I feel like over time, that's just what's going to happen. Uh, a lot of what Char- uh, Charles Ward does looks very similar to what Mitch Daly does in Porvoo, but when you're playing for the Butchers and not the Steelers, you know, you get the benefit of the doubt for those situations. But, yeah, <laughs> I said that because that's exactly what that is. All he did was play football, but if you're on a certain team and people have a certain perception about you, it is what it is. Politics are everywhere. But back to the players, I'm going to go with a couple Finnish guys that are key players for them because, like I said, we know what these imports are going to do, and they're going to they're gonna get it done. This, that's what I love about this import group. Like, I've not seen any of them have a bad game. So it's always good to know that they're going to play up to their level. But what I want to see is I'm saying this guy's name a lot, and I'm going to put it out there. Yanni Lindquist uh, leading the league in sacks. I want to see more sacks. I see him getting a lot of pressure, and obviously, like I said, I think it's just him, but I need to see him getting those sacks. I think this defensive unit, the only thing they're missing is they're not getting the big plays. I need Yanni Lindquist to get sacks. I need Tony Hartikainen. I need you to get more turnovers. I'm more, I want more interceptions. I want more fumbles. I want strips. Justin Bell, defensively, I want you to make more of an impact. I know you're doing great at running back right now. I love watching him run, but I want interceptions. I want strips. Donovan Hayden, I want strips. I want forced fumbles. I want that defense. I need the the players on this defense to create turnovers so that that defense can be feared. That defense is feared. It complements your offense. Right now, nobody fears your defense. All they're saying is if we can slow down their offense, well, we know we can score on them. You guys need to get out there and force turnovers on defense. And all the guys I just named, I'm personally challenging you to go out there and make those turnovers. Make people fear that defense. You four guys that I named, Yanni, Tony, Donovan, Justin, you four guys are the four guys on defense that can change the perception of the Quobio Steelers defense, in my opinion. All right, that's all I got. Well said, well said. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much-needed wake-up call. It's 2018, people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. All right. So next, let's move on to the future for the Steelers. We've done like a little recap of like what we think about them, what we've seen. So now let's talk about what they need to do in the future to be successful. Uh, What type of things do you think they need to do to continue their success and build upon it? Well, I mean, it's no secret. They got to be better on third down. Um, I think that because they're a highly penalized team that they're putting their offense and self in positions to have to convert from third and long. And that's a big reason why that third down percentage is a bit low. I mean, I don't, I don't think any quarterback in the league could have a, 
80 plus uh, completion percentage on third down when it's third and 40 most of the time. So they definitely have to be better on third down and they have to avoid penalties and mental mistakes on the defensive side of the ball. I think that they need more chemistry on defense. The reason I say that is because we've named a handful of good players and it's only 11 guys on the field. So if you talk about Justin Bell, Donovan Hayden, Yanni Lindquist, Charles Ward, and all these guys on the field, it's not that they don't have athletes on the field. I think that they're not gelling together yet because they're new. What I mean by that is this is not 100% the same defense that they played with last no, year. Not at all. You have a, a lot of new faces on there. And for a defense, it's much harder to gel as a unit than the offense. An offense, you got the same quarterback. You may add a new lineman. You may add Charles in the mix. But overall, it's the same guys that have played together. This defense is a new face. And I think that because there's so many new names, because there's so many new faces, that guys haven't accepted roles. Like, we named a lot of guys on this defense that's top in the league for something. You got a linebacker that's top in tackles for a loss. You got another linebacker top in tackles. You got DBs top in interception and still giving up 33 points a game. So I think that this defense is going to have to get guys in positions to play a role and to play as one unit, and that'll help them going forward on the defensive side of the ball in the future. I want to add on to what you said about the defense because what you said has me thinking about it. These guys are top in stats, yet there's the team is giving up too many points. Obviously, you have to create the turnovers. What it means is that you're stopping these teams, but they're having big plays. And what, what really makes it look bad is that you're not having big plays. That's going to lead me to one of my things that I think you guys need for keys of success. One thing I think the Steelers need to do is they need to keep that turnover margin in the plus. Right now, they're at, what is it, plus five, I think? No, plus yep. three. Plus, plus three. three. As long as they're in the plus, they're going to have more They're going to have more possessions with the ball than their opponents. And with this offense, that's all you need. So for them to be successful, they just need to make sure that they can create turnovers on defense and keep their offense in the plus and not turn over on offense. If they keep their turnover margin in the plus, they're going to be ahead. And it, it still might be close like it is now where they have, a, what, 10, 15 more points than they've allowed, and it's like a three-point difference per game. But for them, that's the recipe for success for now. So I want them to be successful for this season. They need to keep that up. They also need to make sure that that offense does outscore their opponents. This is the most simple thing to do for them to be successful. Score more points than the other team. Hey, That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Score more points. Uh, and when I say that, to make it a little bit more complicated, score more points means score points however you can. Justin Bell, Charles Ward, they play special teams. They're two of the top returners in the league. Hey, take some of them kicks back, man. Take some of them punts back. I want to see touchdowns. Make sure that this team puts up points because the defense is going to give up points. So to help that to play complement ball, you have to score high points. This team needs to be averaging 40 points a game. I think if they average 40 points a game, they give up 35, they're winning games. A win is a win. It's hard enough to get a win without trying to be some dominating defense that you guys know that you're not right now. They could be in the future, but right now to keep winning, they need to score more points than their opponents. And what's, crazy, what's, crazy is this, what's crazy is this year, the identity of successful teams is uh, have a high-scoring offense and get by with an average defense. Because I think that on paper and on film – 
everybody's a bit average on the defensive side of the ball besides the Roosters. So it's not like it's just them. That seems like that's the identity of the Maple League this year. Call this Big 12 football, guys. Big 12, where everybody play offense, nobody play defense. Look it up. Big 12 football. Matter of fact, where's Robert Johnson? He know all about the Big 12 football. That's probably <laughs> where they got it from. They, they learned how to play like Robert Johnson. Now look at the whole Maple League. Follow suit. Big 12 football. I agree with you 100% that a lot of these defenses in this league are average at best. There's no great defenses besides the Roosters. I think the Roosters have one of the most dynamic defenses, especially with that backfield. But, again, just because if you're going to accept this route that, okay, we're okay on defense but not great, make sure that you score points. Just make sure you score points. And the last thing I got for the Steelers is keep giving the ball to Justin Bell and Charles Ward. If those two guys keep touching the ball, Seth Peters keep throwing the ball, y'all be fine. I have no, I have no uh, worries about this team if they keep those guys in rotation. Absolutely not. Because, you know, I think it's been seen that teams will start one way and then they'll figure, okay, people know that we're doing this. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. No, keep it simple, stupid. If they ain't right. stopped it in the first half of the season, they may try to adjust but they're not going to stop it in the second half. So let's not get creative. Let's not worry about what people think. You do what you do best, and that's feed the athletes that you have, feature the other athletes around that, and make the plays that need to be made. Continue to do it. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be successful. Uh, Let's just put it out there. The Helsinki Roosters are the most successful team as of late. What is their philosophy? They do what they do, and they do it over and over. Um, when they get ahead at halftime, they put in their backups and their backups become starters in a couple of years. Look at their team. They had a lot of young players on the team because they have a, a specific organizational structure, the way that they do it, and they continue to do it that way. Steelers, you got this far. Steelers got to the Maple League. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't change nothing. Don't let anybody say, well, y'all not the Roosters. Y'all should do this, this. No, don't even listen to me. If I tell you to do something different, don't. Keep doing what you're doing, and I promise you, eventually you'll see the rewards of it. And you guys are already doing really well. We're just, you know, saying stuff to make you do better. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that people that try to make that rooster comparison to every team doesn't understand football. Yeah. The reason I say that is the roosters, as I said before, and I talked to people, have not always been the Helsinki roosters. It's not going to take – It's going to take time, and that's what people have to understand. I don't think if this team is number three in Europe, teams from the first division should not be coming up and beating or competing with them closely. Um, It takes time, as you said, to develop juniors, to develop young players, but also find an identity as a team. Corpio is now back in the Maple League after a while, so they're making their place. They're finding their identity as far as football-wise – Everybody's their competition, but the real competition starts with organizational development. And I definitely think that they're doing that probably better than other teams in Finland right now, besides the Roosters, because they have a plan. These guys that we're mentioning, even Yanni Lindquist, he may have taken off and played in the Maple League, but he started with Corpio. Tino, all of these guys, they are Corpio-bred players national team players that probably started and will finish. So the fact that Pekka has a plan to develop talent from the bottom up 
is why I know for a fact that in the future, this Corpio team is probably going to have the best chance to be the next Helsinki Roosters over a five to six year course of time. Will it happen right now? I don't think so. But is it possible to happen with the route that they're going? Absolutely. Uh, talking on the Corpio Steelers, I'm already listening to what we've been saying. We've spoken a lot about the Roosters in comparison. And I promise you, that's not what we're going to do with other teams. The reason that the Steelers are compared to the Roosters is the same reason, you know, Tom Brady is compared to Peyton Manning. When you're in the conversation, that's a good sign. And right now, the Corpio Steelers are in the conversation. So that's what they're going to be seeing a lot of from now on is we're not going to compare you to a new team in the Maple League. We're going to compare you to the best team because that's where we see that you can be potentially. So just want to let all the Steeler fans out there know, man, this is still a Steeler show, Steelers episode, and we're we kind of rooting for y'all. I don't want to say like root rooting, but, you know, go Steelers. I mean, I think it's I think for us to be football spectators and after the many conversations we had last year where we were like, man, is anybody going to try to step up and compete off the field? I think that this team, besides poor rule, uh, I think that this team is the first in a while to come along that has really shown that type of potential to grow as an organization. And I think that for football lovers, we're excited about it. I think that that's mostly what it is because we're talking about American football in Finland. And when you talk about American football at home, we see teams come and emerge all the time. But here for the last four to five years, we've seen everybody kind of have the same philosophy to go down, not to go up, to go down. And that's what I think that we're most happy is about is we can look at a few teams in this league now and say they're going to rise and they're going to stay. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what we're hoping for. Me and Purvis are hoping that in the next five to six years we can have a show to talk on because it's still a league. Next thing we want to talk about, obviously we've talked pretty much all good stuff about the Steelers, what they need to do. But let's talk about a couple of things that could stop the Steelers from being the team we think they are this year. What are a couple of things you think are keys for the Steelers to go the opposite direction they've been they've been the first half? Well, the, the the main one is we talked about depth injury. I don't think that this team can afford to lose any big time players. Uh, they definitely need to continue to do a good job, staying physical, staying healthy, and not putting themselves in position to get hurt. Um, the next thing I think is poor defensive play. I think that teams are going to get better in the second half. I think that. Uh, there are a lot of teams that have been tick for tack with them. Let's not forget they had a close game with Tampa Bay. They had a close game with Vasa. They're going to have a tough opponent in the Roosters. So that defense is definitely going to have to pick it up because offenses are going to be able to score. And this is the Maple League. It's no surprise that I wouldn't be surprised if all kind of names start getting signed after the midsummer because it happened last year. Let's not forget Sanioki coming out the midsummer and having five or six new players. It can happen. So that means that teams are going to make adjustments to be able to compete with you, especially when they think that the only thing stopping them from beating you is your offense. So that defense is going to have to step up and build the offense out more than the offense builds the defense out. And last thing, losing big-time players. They can't afford in a big game to have guys like Charles Ward out if Tino's not available because that's been a key, that's been a key target for Seth. So they're going to have to find ways to just get guys to be able to stay healthy and stay active on the roster. Because right now I'm looking 
Next game, I think if I'm correct, it's a rematch versus the Saints, and you may not have Charles Ward. That's going to be a big difference. Mm. So those are some things that I think that they need to do in order. I mean, those are some things that I think that could hurt them is if they have a ton of injuries in the second half, like Porvu had last year, if they have consistently poor defensive play, and if they lose big-time players. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a lot of good things. Um, I only have a few things for ways to for the Steelers to fail this season. If that offense hits any type of snag food, whether it's don't have players or the play calling gets changed or somebody doesn't play up to their level, if anything slows that offense down, they're done because their defense is good, but it's not great. They need that offense to always score. The only other thing I think that would maybe derail what they're already inevitably leading to this season is if they were to do some personnel changes and have both Bell and Ward take less snaps on either side of the ball. Obviously, you don't want your players to get fatigued and get wore out throughout a season, but this team cannot afford to say, you know what, Bell, only play defense today or only play offense today. And even with Ward, he's playing more offense and defense as of late, but he still gets in there. They still have him in a rotation. And these two guys, they're young, good shape, uh, competing for most all-purpose yards, but difference of one yard total. They need to be utilized to their utmost potential. Uh, I follow Justin Bell on social media, man. He was in the weight room all offseason. He's been putting in time. He's been conditioning. He is ready for this. Same thing with Charles Ward. He's in condition for this. Do not hold back on these two guys and say, you know what, we need to save them. Let them play to their full potential. I mean, it's great for the highlights, great for the stats, and that's how they're going to win. If they decide to change and try to lighten the load on these two, it's going to derail what they have going. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about is for the Quopio Steelers, what do we expect to happen for the second half of the season with the Steelers? How do we expect them to finish the season? I think that well, what we've said, I think that – they're not only listening, but I think that their coaching staff has been good enough to identify these things just as well as we have. So what I'm expecting them is I'm expecting them to not change their defense, but to figure out a way to hide some holes in that defense and play better as a unit. I think that the imports are working together over this midsummer break to say, hey, guys, what is it that we can do to help this defense out? Because we have enough talent to be better. And I think that I think that Corpio is going to pull it together. I still think that they're going to finish uh, top two in the league. I think that the offense is going to continue to thrive. But I think that if this defense pulls together and figure it out, no one else is going to be close. And I really believe that they got a great shot of making it to the Maple Bowl this year. So if you Corpio fans out there listening, I picked you to finish second from day one. You haven't let me down and don't let me down. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, I think what the Steelers are going to do in the second half of the season – don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. Make small adjustments, if any, and, and focus on scoring points and not letting them score as many points as you. As basic as it goes, I think that's what works for them, so they should stick to it. The only thing I think they might change is I think if they make any type of adjustments to either offense or defense, I don't think they're going to make general adjustments. I think this team and this coaching staff are smart enough to know where they stand in this league and where they, what they can and can't do against their opponents, if they make any adjustments, they're going to make adjustments towards their, the end-of-the-season game. You know, they're, If they make any adjustments to their offense or defense, it's going to be, 
we're going to tweak this so that when we get in this situation against a certain team that we've obviously been naming this whole time, if they make any adjustments, they're going to make them towards beating the Roosters. But I also think that they're smart enough to know that they have to work towards that throughout the second half of the season. So I'm thinking they're going to look pretty much the same to us, the outsiders, but there's going to be wrinkles in there that film watchers are going to be able to really see. And I think that's what they're going to do well is they're going to keep it looking the same. And when they get to the playoffs, we're going to see some different things that we didn't know were coming. I totally expect Pekka and and company to do that. Yep. And I'm excited about uh, Tino getting back. I mean, like I hear he's going to be cleared. I hope that's true, but I'm also, I'm also thinking that if they do get a player like that, who's fast national team caliber was a complete beast last year for him, how having him, creates another dimension for that offense do they still continue to feature Charles with that do they start putting Charles in the backfield it's a lot of things they could do by getting him back if he's 100% and can play up to that level so I wouldn't be surprised if the offense gets better actually it might be a totally different offense if if Tino really come back hey Tino we depending on you baby you gotta show up <laughs> yeah need you out there son we need you If you like the AFF podcast, be sure to check out my website, perfectpurpose.com, for more football. I have new articles published daily about football in Suomi, interview articles on import players from around the globe, and I dabble in the interest topics about different aspects of American football on the international level. If you want more football, go to perfectpurpose.com and follow me as I observe football around the world. That's it, man. We're done with this. We're done talking about the Steelers. Uh, Hope they have a good season for the second half. This is the final words portion of the show. This is where I give my guest host, Jabari Harris, a chance and opportunity to use this platform to sell anything. If you want to sell anything, have any shout outs, you want to have any shout outs, talk some smack to anybody, you know, Wolverines, anybody that he wants to. It all goes right now, man. Whatever you want to say. You got like two minutes. All right, well, first, I'd like to say thanks to AFL for having me on the show. Perfect Purpose, continue to keep doing a good job and allowing football lovers in Finland and across the world to stay updated with what's going on. I'd like to give a shout-out to my team, the E-City Giants, on a win streak right now. Got that court. We got a big game versus Kaka coming up on the 30th. So if you don't find any games in the Maple League that are interesting, if you're only forced to watch and the Roosters beat up on somebody, come on out and watch us because that's where real football is being played in the first division. We're getting it done. Uh, last but not least, I'd like to just uh, continue to thank uh, all of my players and coaching staff on the staff for a great job. And I look forward to continue to uh, bringing you guys more, uh, more fun and football stats around around Finland and also I've I've heard that we've got some listeners out in Poland so hey you guys continue to keep listening to our podcast continue to keep checking out what we're putting on Facebook but hey don't be cheap go ahead and become what's the word I'm looking for perfect purpose an AFF patron today <laughs> go ahead and become an AFF patron so you can get not only just the basic material but the exclusive material that's been put out week in and week out That's it for American football in Finland. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Tune in next week. And never forget, (laughs) T-I-F. Hey, that's my favorite hashtag for the 2018 season.
American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.